Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Thursday, August 31st. And what I want to talk about is the use of distance and space. Now it doesn't matter whether you are a striking arts practitioner or a grappling arts practitioner. Distance and the use of space are extremely important to both. And it's extremely critical that a martial artist be able to employ the use of distance and space to protect themselves or to be able to employ their martial arts at the highest level. For example, I have heard in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world that the greatest practitioners are those that can control the distance and just absolutely close up any any speck of available space to move. I've heard black belts, high-level black belts, tell me that when they rolled with Hicks on Gracie, his use of distance and space was such that no matter what they did, they couldn't move him. And despite their understanding of what he was doing, there was just nothing that they could do to counter it because his effective use of space and distance. I've heard that he literally gave them no space to move or even to attempt to counter. And considering the guys I heard this from, that's that's got to be amazing. Anytime you can make a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt of high level feel claustrophobic just from your pressure or the lack of available space, you've got to be doing something amazingly well. On the striking side, I look at martial artists like Lyoto Machida. He has been an amazing example of how to use distance and space to control and ultimately defeat an opponent. He's been able to use space or the or the lack thereof so effectively that people were actually critical of his fighting style. Before he had to change his style to a more fan-friendly format to get a title shot, in 70 minutes of his initial fighting career in America, he'd only been touched in any capacity 40 times. And I don't mean hit or kicked, I mean touched. That means people reaching out to grab him, people trying to push him, people trying to faint. In any way, he'd only been touched 40 times in 70 minutes of a competition. And that's incredible. When you can control distance and space as a striking artist, the beauty of it becomes that you don't have to use your hands to defend as much. You're using your legs and you're using distance. If you need another example of that, as much as I'm not a fan of his as a person, look at Floyd Mayweather. His understanding of space and distance is so high, is so keen, so developed, that against world championship level boxers, he can stand there with his hands low and not take a single effective punch. Now, like I said, I'm not a fan of the man, but his work in the defensive realm is next level. As martial artists, I think we would be wise to study 
distance, and space, regardless of the arts that we are participating in. If you do Taekwondo, you need to understand the angle with which to kick effectively. If you wrestle, you need to find a way to smother an opponent so that he has no hopes of turning away from you. If you box, you need to understand which punches leave you open for counter and which will allow you to defend yourself without the use of your hands. I mean, there's so many things that can be said about the use of distance and angle and timing. And I could go on and forever about this. And I might actually go over this on the next segment in further detail. Anyhow, let me know what you guys think. Call in because I'd love to hear from you. You can always check me out on martialartsopen.com. And by far the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other. Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony Thomas coming to you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Friday, September 1st. And I want to talk about something that I really enjoy speaking about, and that's striking bare knuckle in training. Now, a lot of people find that idea to be very daunting because they grew up likely around boxing or even around some of the other styles of karate where they wear the big old foam cobra gloves or whatever and in the case of boxing the leather gloves now people feel safer when they think that someone's striking them with gloves on and in the superficial sense they are if you're talking about pre preventing cuts and scrapes and that sort of thing but newsflash, folks, those gloves are not to protect your head. They're to protect the hands of the other person. They can keep punching you. True story. Don't need to make this up. Anyway, I have always been a bare knuckle stylist. I mean, in my family, we didn't even own any gloves, really, until we started doing tournaments much later. But I think that there's major advantages for starting bare knuckle first is you realize that bare knuckle training does not mean that you're trying to kill your opponent with every punch because likely as not as you're coming up through your training ranks your training partners are the ones you're practicing with and if you hurt your partners you have no one to train with so clearly it's not about going full power second i think that striking bare knuckle gives you a psychological edge because there's no real disconnect between the way you train and the way you fight. I've heard very skilled boxers that have basically said that boxing isn't fighting, it's boxing. And clearly, boxing has a number of benefits that can serve you in a real confrontation. But even they have a disconnect in their mind between boxing as a sport and how those attributes cross over into real fighting. Case in point, Look at the Roger May, not the Roger Mayweather, excuse me, the Floyd Mayweather fight against Zab Judah. Zab Judah hit Floyd low and a melee broke out. And Floyd's cousin Roger, who was a world championship level boxer himself, did not come out and throw the stiff double jabs and crosses that he espoused. He went out there and threw a haymaker right because in his mind, they were fighting, not boxing. I think if you train bare knuckle, you don't have that disconnect in your mind because you train exactly the way you fight. I personally, for example, love to watch Kyokushin or any of their derivatives, Asashihara, Enshin, whichever. 
I love watching their training because they strike bare knuckle, they strike hard, and they condition themselves and their opponents and their training partners all in the same way. I mean, it's really intense physical training, and I personally think that, especially in the United States, we can use a lot more of that, both mentally and physically. The one thing that I wish they would do is wear headgear. And I'm not talking about the big old goofy phone things that they wear in, you know, uh, weakling touch point tournaments these days. I'm talking about something like they wear in Dairojuku. Because the one thing that training for striking only the body with the hands, the one thing that that causes problem-wise is that these Kyokushin guys don't often move their head enough. Because there's no reason to. They're looking out for kicks, but in terms of strikes from the hands, they're not looking for strikes from the hands because it's illegal in their competitions. And I think that kind of sets them back a little bit in terms of their self-defense value. But that withstanding, that notwithstanding, I think that you guys would really do well to consider your policy about gloves and the lack thereof. Just think control Think about the level of your sparring partner and think that it doesn't have to be all out full power punching. Cause that's not what it's about. Anyway, tell me what you guys think. How do you feel about bare knuckle striking? And I mean from white belt all the way up. Call in. I'd love to hear your opinion. Thank you very much to those you've been calling in. You can check me out on martialartsoakland.com. And of course, by a long shot, the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other. Have a good one.